All right, we're back. Final thoughts. Want to thank Will Salmon for joining us here on the Talking Mets podcast. And, uh, you know, final week of the season upon us. Final homestand, final games. Mets playing out the string. Garbage time. The last garbage time Talking Mets podcast will be next Sunday. And we will have a show next Sunday. And then, look, uh, I'm assuming we're going to have a Stearns press conference. And um, and then we're going to be right into the off season. And will we, will we be taking any time off? It's funny. Over the years where I've always said, you know, maybe we'll take a week off in October while the rest of the league is playing in the postseason. You know, last year, obviously, the Mets were in the wild card round. And it never turns out the way because either they're hiring a manager, they're hiring a team president, they're hiring a GM. Like It's like the Mets off season starts like second one after the last pitch. And there's really no uh, continuity. There's no... Uh, calm waters. Now, hopefully Stearns being hired is the lead to that because, you know, Epler coming in stabilized it a little bit. But all along, you know, we've known that the Mets have wanted to hire a team president. That hasn't been a secret. And I'll tell you why. You know, I said this at the beginning and I'll say this on the way out. Uh, Stearns has got to get this thing right really quick. I, I really sense a burgeoning discontent in the fan base. I think uh, Cohen's honeymoon is over. Uh, I saw the dialogue from the fans who got their bills, season ticket bills. Not only have they gone up, and I, I talked to one fan who, you know, gave me some numbers. He was paying, you know, eighteen thousand, a little over eighteen thousand dollars for three season tickets in twenty nineteen. You know, in the Excelsior Gold area, um, and now that's up to twenty four thousand nine hundred fifty, over a three thousand dollar increase year over year. The money, from what I understand, is due next month. Now, I know that's season tickets, and that's only one percentage of the audience. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, Mike, I don't care. I'm going to go on the secondary market, and I'm going to, you know, go purchase tickets and, and what have you. Uh, again, I think the way you fill a ballpark and the way that you you establish that, uh, you know, attendance barometer is through season tickets. As a team, you don't want to have to hold your breath every day at one o'clock before a seven thirty game or seven o'clock game that the rest of the secondary market is going to be scooped up so that you could go out and fill up your ballpark. I think you want to have your ballpark filled. You want to be able to give the fans an idea that they're getting value for what they're paying for. And I'm not sure I can honestly say, even if you're a championship team, you're at some sort of inflection point here with sports with the cost of cable, with the cost of taking the car or the train or wherever you get to the ballpark. Um, you know, to get there, park, go through the even the two and a half hour game now. It's a little bit better because of the pitch clock. You know, the food. I mean, even if you say I'm going to bring my own stuff or not eat. I mean, what are the odds you're not going to spend a dime on a bottle of water at a ball game? Uh, you need to have uh, some serious disposable income. We all know what's going on in the country with inflation. We all understand how the cost of essential items have gone up. That's just reality. Baseball and going to a baseball game is not an essential item. And I said this when Cohen took over. Everybody was happy. Everybody loves the money spending. They love, you know, talking about Carlos Correa and Brandon Nimmo contracts in January when they're signed. But I said all along that Cohen, as much as he's out there and his wife, Alex, is out there, you know, talking to fans. They wrote the apology letter after the pseudo-fire sale at the trade deadline. As much as they have done a lot of good things to bridge the gap between ownership and the fans, this wide gap that existed when the Wilpons were owners. He's still part of an uh, elite group of people with money that a lot of us will never see 
in our entire lifetimes. And he wants to have, and I know this, he wants to have a ballpark experience and clientele similar to Yankee Stadium. He wants that Wall Street crowd. You don't think a Wall Street guy doesn't want that Wall Street crowd. He wants to be a brand. He wants to be the place where everybody goes to. He wants celebrities to be wearing Mets hats front row, just like they're wearing Yankees hats. He wants to be on the game of the week and have a packed house and be playing big playoff games and having fans plunk down top dollar for tickets, top dollar for hot dogs, top dollar for beer and for whatever else, concessions and jerseys. Not going to give that stuff away for free. He's not going to turn it into Kansas City. It's not going to be baseball for a buck. He's needs to charge the kind of prices that come with a fan's expectation of putting a $300 million payroll out there. And that's what it's going to take. You know, that's why I get crazy, you know, when people say, oh, you know, Billy Eppler didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Well, you want him to trade away whatever prospects he does have. You're going to have a $500 million payroll to just round out the roster. Relief pitching is expensive. Starters are expensive. Positional players, a good positional player, costs you $20 million a year. Everybody starts with a two in front. Anybody who's good is going to make $20 million a year. Let's face it. Anybody who's good is going to be 18 to $20 million a year. Inflation has not just hit us at the grocery store. It's hit us at the free agent market. You joke, we laugh. You know, you guys want to throw out a bingo card, the Mike Silva talking about bingo card. That's fine. But it's true. What, you don't think everything goes up and ballplayers don't go up too? It's $4 for a gallon of gas. You don't think it's going to be $25 million for a starting pitcher? Of course it is. And I feel for these guys. I mean, look, $25,000, even if you split it three ways, you know, eight grand, think about it. Eight grand is a ton of money. You know, that's a, uh, you know, six, $700 a month if you want to spread it out over 12 months. Bill, it's a car payment, an expensive car payment. I mean, look, I get oil here out on Long Island in the winter. Every time I fill up my tank of oil, it's like 700 bucks plus. It's like, you know, it's like filling up your tank 12 months a year in oil. It's expensive. And I can't, listen, am I going to sit here and criticize Cohen for raising ticket prices after this disastrous season? I can't because I'm the same guy sitting here going, sign Yamamoto, go out and compete. Don't punt on 2024. Give Alonzo $27 million a year. What do you think this This just, he's, he, you know, they could say, well, he's rich. He, he doesn't need the money. Nobody wants to lose money in perpetuity. I mean, if he is indeed losing $200 million this year, you know, no one's going to cry for him. But do you think the guy over five, six, seven years wants to lose a billion, billion and a half and have bad baseball teams? I mean, that's not what he wants. And some of that's got to be pushed down to the consumer. He's not going to take on the burden of losing money by himself. He's going to push some of that down onto you. So, you know, cry all you want, complain all you want. Oh, the payments do, uh, you know, the season has just ended. The payments do. That's the way they get you, man. They grab your money. They grab your money. That's sales. Get them in early. Get their money. Close the deal. You don't close the deal until you get their money. Promises don't pay bills. That just piles up a receivable. So um, I feel for the season ticket holders. I feel for the people who are going to see a price increase. I do predict that you'll see a bunch of people bounce out. They, you know, Season tickets, I think, increasingly are going to become for a certain income level. And I think the, the middle class is going to be pushed out. I, I think a lot of us are going to have to go on this. I, look, I personally go on the secondary market. And I go to a couple of games a year. I didn't even go to a stadium this year, i got to tell you the truth. I watched everything on TV. 
It just, I, I'm at a point where what I do here for Talking Mets is easier watching the game and being online and gathering information. When I'm at the game, I feel disconnected. I do like going to the ballpark. And normally I go once or twice a year, but after they fell out of the race, I thought about, you know, catching a game. I usually just catch one, two games. And I just like, I wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in the mood to do the parking, you know, the the stadium experience is a grind. And I think the future of sports is kind of like pushing itself with gambling and TV. And I've talked about this all the time. People sitting home watching a game on their phones, being able to bounce if the game is losing their interest to something else. Look, you fall behind 7 nothing in the sixth inning. You're at the game. You may stick around a couple days. Hey, I pay for the ticket. You know, let's go check out the Mets Museum. Well, let's go have the kids, you know, whack around the wiffle ball out there in a, by the Shea Bridge. All right, you could do that. But, you know, you don't want to do it for 81 times a year. It's a big baseball is a big commitment. Amount of games, amount of time each day, the dailiness of it. That's why the NFL is so great. It's once a week. It's perfect for gambling. It's basically if you root for one team and you don't watch every game from 1 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night every week, if you watch one team, you're dedicating three or four hours a week. That's really it. Baseball is three or four hours a day. It's a lot. So, you know, I saw the discontent. I saw the anger. Bottom line is you have you have to realize nothing is free. This is the real rub about life in this world whatever you get whether it be in your private world from the government from any any entity that gives you something or that there is something that you do business with is going to cost you it's either gonna cost you up front or on the back end there's no free lunch i know you know this i'm telling but sometimes people forget baseball is a business and yes he's an extremely wealthy guy the wealthiest owner in the sport but he's not going to spend every dollar out of his pocket in perpetuity to provide you this product. He's going to ask for it back. And the first way to ask for it back is through the tickets. The next way is concessions and merchandise and things like that. He doesn't own the network, but you know, and that network deal is because the Wilpons owned it and the team, they sold it to themselves for a song and a prayer. But believe me, when that deal is up, if they stay on SNY, it ain't going to cost the same. It's going to be like everything else. It'd be expensive. Why do you think your cable bill? I'm paying $340 a month for cable. I wish I could unwind from it. I'm trying to figure out how to. You know, I, part of me thinks by dumping it and getting all these streaming services, I'm just paying for the same amount and just more bills, but I guess we'll see. So that's my problem, not yours. So anyway, we'll wrap up on that. Final week of the season upon us. And, um, you know, what will we have coming up? You know, we obviously have the David Stearns press conference. We'll see what he has to say. We'll see if this Alonzo Buck Showalter stuff transpires uh, pretty quickly once the season ends. And and then obviously it's right to the off season. I'm also looking at maybe a couple of features and segments uh, to round out the season as we get into the, the postseason. Some looking back at some Mets history. I thought it was fun doing the Bartolo Colon look back. Maybe there's some other opportunities. I'm looking into a couple of things. So sit back, relax. I know it's garbage time and it's almost over. We're in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. We're down by 25. I promise better days ahead. This uh, this tooth extraction is coming to the end. All right, you can check me out all the time at the TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media. And you can turn up a podcast, Spotify, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. If you want to interact with me, Mike Silvat, TalkingMetsPodcast.com. No G. 
Mike Silvat, TalkingMetsPodcast.com. You can get me on Instagram, TalkingMetsNoG. And you can send me a tweet at MikeSilvaMedia when you wish. I'm your host, Mike Silva. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll be back with another Talking Mets podcast next week. Till then, take care, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.